Welcome to the uh, Hope College Athletics Orange and Blue podcast. My name is uh, Alan Baba. I'm the Sports Information Director here at Hope College. And uh, with us today is uh, Becky Schmidt, head uh, volleyball coach, uh, Flying Dutch, coming off a, a great season last year, made it to the regional final in the NCAA tournament, um, and uh, are, have been on the court this fall training, a little different looking fall uh, due to uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. And we look forward to talking with uh, her about her team and, and what they're doing uh, in this uh, in these uh, challenging times. But obviously, Coach, this is a very heavy time in this country uh, right now, a lot going on between the pandemic and then also uh, the, the racial justice uh, and the, the shootings most recently in Kenosha and everything there. How have you and your team been processing everything. I, I know it's something that's important to this team that you guys not shy away from some of these difficult, you know, issues and conversations we're having right now. How, how has your team kind of been kind of trying to work together and, and make a positive change? Yeah, well, uh, first, thanks, uh, Alan, for uh, having me on, on the podcast. Um, and uh, thanks for bringing up uh, this topic. It's certainly you know, not an easy conversation uh, for, um, you know, a lot of folks to have. Um, uh, there, uh, you know, there there have been times where, you know, we've tried to, um, uh, you know, have these conversations and, um, and it's, you know, been clunky and awkward, um, hard. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and, and, you know, but we just try to give each other the grace to be able to get through it and um, to be able to continue to learn and grow. Um, you know, we, uh, we love the liberal arts here at Hope. Um, and there are lots of ways that we um, are able to, to grow as a team through, you know, kind of just talking about some of these difficult, these difficult things. Um, and the social injustice uh, uh, aspects of, of that are, are very real um, for um, uh, and on the hearts of a lot of our student athletes. And, and so, so we want to be able to embrace that. We also uh, believe that um, this is a part of like our program's core covenant. Our core covenant with Hope Volleyball is kind of like our mission statement. And that is the relentless pursuit of community, faithful love, and a championship mindset in order to inspire hope. And, um, you know, we believe that, that at no other time, you know, like it's certainly that we can think of right now, does, does inspiring hope need to happen more? Um, and we know that to do that means to, to relentlessly pursue our community. And that means finding true value in everybody that is a part of, of our community. And, um, and I think that that's one of the the things that that we're struggling with right now is um, is really being able to 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 appreciate the value that every every single person um, that's created by God brings to um, to our world and um, and we can we can do a better job of that. So those are some of the things that we've been talking about. Um, we've still got a lot of work to to do on that. Um, uh, you know, we, you know, it's not going to happen just by a, a couple, couple discussions. It's a growing, um, you know, kind of process and, and, uh, but I love our team and the ways that they're, you know, kind of living into each other and, and even challenging, you know, me to, 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 to embrace some of these things that are difficult, you know, conversations, 
um, but are but are really important um, and and valuable to the transformation that they're going to have as as collegiate student athletes at Hope. I would say we nationally we've seen collegiate student athletes really asserting their voice and and really trying to make positive change. What is Press you the most about this group that they kind of you've seen on their hearts where it, uh, in action. What are what is just what what are you seeing from them that's impressed you about how they're trying to tackle this difficult, you know, issue? I think that like a large part, a lot of their willingness to be able to put themselves out there um, and uh, you know uh, talk about courage. You know, like. Um, uh, I think that our student athletes are are pretty courageous people because every single time that they take the court, um, they are they are putting themselves out there for the world to see their failures, their successes, um, and um, and I and I love that our student athletes are able to gain courage, um, you know, through through that through that practice. Well, it also takes um, a lot of courage to be able to 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 share your your thoughts and feelings and um uh and and then to also like kind of embrace the positive um and that's one of the things too you know like that you know even beyond the the dealing with the challenges that are going on in our communities um with regards to to you know racial injustice um you know you know uh protests and riots and um, and then also, you know, just the challenges of being able to deal with COVID. I mean, they have, they have inspired me with regards to the, the, the hope <laughs> that they show. Um, and, uh, and, and I love it. I love being a part of this group because, um, a lot of times they're responding to things better than I do. <laughs> and so, um, I, uh, I get inspired by them and I'm, and I'm, and I'm grateful to, to be a part of this team with them. Let's get to know uh, this team a little bit more. I know we're, again, with the unusual, you know, kind of season and that games, you know, until the spring, it's a little bit different look than maybe we're usually talking about in August. But I know there's a lot, a, a pretty strong core group there, two seniors and uh, Rose Thompson and Derek Cutler and All-American McKenna Otto, uh, my AA setter, Tracy Westra, and others uh, that really kind of make a really, I think, a strong core for this group. Tell us a little bit about this team and its makeup and what you see is for potential with them. Yeah, I mean, they're, we're returning a lot of a lot of experience, a lot of game experience. And, um, and again, not just uh, experience on the court, but experience uh, in growing closer to our potential. And, um, I really, uh, you know, I, I think every one of these kids has, uh, or student athletes has grown in um, immeasurable ways over the course of their experience so far um, here at Hope. And um, that is as important as anything, right? You know, and, um, you know, so, so they're growing from their experience on the court and they're becoming better volleyball players uh, through that, but they are learning how to embrace challenge and how to be flexible adapters and how to um, uh, become more mentally tough and how to become incredible teammates. Um, uh, and, uh, and so there's a lot of that type of experience that's also returning. And so um, that was, that's really exciting. Um, and, 
you know, disappointing at the same time that we're that we're not going to have the opportunity in the same kind of way to be able to, to demonstrate that growth um, in the way that we typically do, which is, you know, getting out on the court and competing to win games and championships. And um, and you know what, that's going to have to that's going to have to be OK, you know, just because uh, we're not competing for a championship doesn't mean that we're not still trying to become the best volleyball players and teammates um, and, and, and women that we possibly can be. And so um, that process continues uh, and hopefully we get the chance soon to be able to, to do that in the way that we, the, the way that we, we uh, have grown accustomed. But, um, but you know what, being pushed outside of our comfort zone in, in that is, is not a bad thing. So we're we're looking forward to, to the process continuing. It was exciting. I was out the other day seeing you guys uh, compete outdoors. And uh, before we talk in, in about your kind of unique training uh, this fall, I know you got uh, some help with a great coaching staff, especially a new coach, Kylie Block, uh, that joined the staff uh, this summer. Just talk about your coaching staff and wh- how are they assisting you get the most out of this uh, volleyball team's potential? Yeah, well, we're uh, um, the the staff that we had last year was Carrie Lahaki, Amber Morse, and Dina Vrogendway. Um, and they're all continuing to to they're returning um, uh, just in some different kind of capacities. So Amber and Dina are going to be more volunteer and are coming back and and helping us out maybe once once or twice a week um, at least in this in this fall segment. Um, Carrie Lahaki is, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, is an alum and, uh, is a school teacher at West Ottawa and, and a club coach and has got just a ton of experience and just a really great relationship with our student athletes. Um, and it's great to have alumni come, continue to come back and want to give to the program. And I think that that does a great job of being able to convey to our student athletes what this experience is really all about. Um, and then uh, we were able to add Kylie, and Kylie is a little bit more of a um, uh, a, a full time coach. Um, you know, she is. Uh, it's the first time that we've got somebody that's going to be, you know, kind of in the office a lot, um, you know, or working remotely right now. Um, but uh, but you know, uh, um, some support for me a little bit more in the office with some of like the the the. <laughs> the never-ending uh, work that kind of goes along with, uh, in terms of scouting and recruiting, you know, the stuff that that um, y- you know we could just you know work on twenty-four-seven, um, and then uh, still like feel like we wanted or need to do more. So she's going to be able to support with that. She's also going to be able to be on campus in ways to be able to support our student athletes, you know, and be able to go grab coffee and have individual meetings with, um, with our student athletes to support them, um, in, in ways that, you know, like obviously like hope to make myself available to, to student athletes as much as possible. But again, it gets, it gets challenging with a, a lot of the different demands of, of the coaching profession. And so we're just really thankful and, and excited, um, for the opportunity that's, that's, that Kylie's going to be able to bring to, 
to, to the balance a little bit more with regards to my life, as well as um, the support that she's going to be able to give to student athletes. And she is so great. Like she fits in so well, even though she's not a Hope alum, I think that that gives us actually a little bit more of a unique, you know, kind of perspective. And she'll have, uh, she's got lots of different experiences to be able to draw on and, and to be able to, to contribute to, um, uh, to our team to, to make us better and to find those, those angles. She was an all American outside hitter at Illinois Wesleyan. Um, and, uh, and that's the one kind of position on our coaching staff, the outside hitting, you know, kind of position that we don't have that much, uh, experience with. And so, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just excited for the, the growth that our, our outsides are going to see under her. Um, and, uh, and how we how we are all able to work well together. But she's been she's been absolutely awesome, a gift. Obviously, we're waiting uh, on the opportunity to be able to get back indoors and to use everything there. Uh, you know, hopefully sooner sooner than later. And that obviously presents a, a challenge of okay, what do we do now to you know practice uh, for for an indoor sport and outdoors? You've taken the opportunity to go outdoors to Matt Urban Park. Uh, in here in Holland and uh, work in the sand out there. Um, it was, a you know, just quite a sight to see. I know when I was watching and then a train came by, which is like, I mean, you were used to trains coming through downtown Holland. And then so, but just, just how did this idea to be able to play in the sand come about? Yeah. Well, uh, beach volleyball is one of the fastest growing sports in the NCAA right now. Um, it was an emerging sport a couple of years ago and then became like a, uh, a a true you know championship level sport for the NCAA, um, not so much in Division three right now, um, and not a whole lot in the Midwest um, because it's a spring sport and we still have a lot of, some weather challenges then. But um, uh, we just you know kind of said, look, I don't want to be in this kind of wishy washy phase of you know are the gyms going to be open, and if they if they're not like, or if they are, then we're going to move in and, and start doing some stuff uh, inside. I just wanted to be able to commit fully to something, you know, and to be able to let our student athletes know this is what you're going to have in front of you um, versus a lot of just this kind of like, oh, well, maybe, you know, we'll see, um, which has been, you know, frankly, uh, their life since, you know, March. And so um, we wanted to give them like, you know, this is this is what we've got for you. Um, and, uh, and so we decided to, to do our training in the sand, um, the sand and playing doubles in the sand is going to contribute, I think, to them, uh, becoming better ball control players. I think that we're going to see some players who typically only play three rotations, like either front row or back row, start to uh, show us some skills that might lead them to become all around six rotation players. Um, I think that being in the sand uh, with just one other person on your team with you is going to result in uh, increased mental toughness uh, and like kind of increased self-reliance uh, that I'm really excited to see about uh, or see in our in our team. Uh, I think that it is, uh, you know, playing in the sand is hard and it's it's a very different game than playing indoors which is going to push our team to to grow in different ways and and that growth mindset you know that um that idea of of you know uh, uh con seeking continuous improvement 
uh, is going to be something that'll become, I hope, hope very real um, during these these next four weeks at least that we're that we're planning to be out there. And so uh, I hope that there's some very tangible things that we grow in um, uh, in as volleyball players and as teammates and as as student athletes um, that we might not have been able to 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 see as as intentionally if we were just you know kind of doing doing the indoor thing. And so, uh, we're taking advantage of, of a little bit, you know, kind of eased off on some competition stuff. We feel like we got a little bit of time to be able to do this and, and uh, want to see where it'll take us. It seemed from my eyes, and I know this is the first week of it, that everyone's picking up on it really fast and, and enjoying it. And also, obviously, with the pandemic in mind of when we got to have a mask, when we're, when we're, you know, on the thing and not, and just say, it just seemed like the, everyone's picked up really fast. I was pleasantly surprised isn't the right word, but impressed by that because that's a lot. Normally you just think and do the drill, but there are other things you have to have on your mind now too. No, that's certainly uh, something that we've said is an objective of this first week is learning how to practice in COVID, um, you know, in this kind of, you know, new criteria and it takes, it takes attention, right? You know, um, usually you're, again, just like you said, you're just in the drill to try to get better at the skill or improve in some technique. Um, but now like we're actually saying this week, like if you get hit in the head by, a, or not hit in the head, but like if you get hit by a ball, uh, you don't play it right because you were thinking about how much space there was between you and the person next to you. You know what? That's okay. That's where your attention needs to be right now in two, three weeks, hopefully we're able to move past that and it becomes a little bit more automatic, but, but there are different things that we're focusing on right now. And, uh, and that's okay, you know? And so we're, we're trying to find ways, but I too was, was really impressed with, um, how our team was cognizant of those, of those things and, and, and found ways in order to, to, to balance it out. Um, we're, we're certainly, you know, giving each other a little bit of grace too. Um, but we're also, you know, being very intentional with the way that we're setting things up right now in order to make sure that the health and safety of our student athletes is the number one priority. So we're not doing any scrimmaging, like as, as an example. Um, we are, uh, 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 we've got our, our team uh, in four groups of eight players so that there's only two people on a side at a time. Um, and, uh, th which also means that our coaching staff is out on the courts for four and a half hours, um, running through these different practices, which is, you know, a lot, you know, but, uh, but we'll, we'll take that on, you know, in order to make sure that we're, we're looking out for the health and safety of our student athletes. Um, I know obviously from your days, I remember actually way lo longer than I care to admit for myself, uh, covering you when you played on the local uh, beach tour here in, uh, in Holland. Um, but uh, where do you draw inspiration? How do you find drills? I mean, is it just from your own past and playing the game itself or wh what resources have you utilized to try to find things that are engaging on the sand as far as the practice? Oh, that's, that's good. Um, uh, that was a long time ago that I was playing out in the, on that, uh, the MPVA, uh, the beach tour. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, um, I think that, uh, for one thing as the, as beach volleyball has become an emerging sport, the 
American Volleyball Coaches Association, the AVCA, uh, has really embraced uh, coaching education for beach coaches and tried to professionalize the beach coach profession. Um, and so uh, I've never gone to any of those, uh, the clinics when they are offered at our, at our convention because I'm always at the indoor stuff. Um, but thankfully the AVCA puts a lot of those stuff, uh, a lot of those things online. So I'm able to go back and, and look and read about some of the different types of drills and recommendations, tactics and strategies and that kind of stuff. Um, we've, uh, uh, one of the things that Kylie, uh, did, uh, for us this past, like the, the last month was she watched a whole bunch of, of AVP, uh, 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 you know, pro beach volleyball games and actually used a stopwatch to be able to see how long two players were within six feet of each other um, in order to actually see like, can we, can we, you know, follow the social distance guide guidelines of COVID and play, you know, beach volleyball the way that it's meant to be played. And um, we were able to find out that, you know, you're really only within six feet of your partner for a total of 10 seconds every set. Um, and you're within six feet of the person on the other side of the net from you if they're blocking and you're hitting for a total of like a minute and a half, you know, so like, and we're using those numbers, you know, to be able to say like, okay, so you're within six feet of somebody else for a total of two minutes per set. And if we're going to try and do this under 15 minutes, like, you know, to, to reach the, to not cross that 15 minute threshold of, of, you know, the definition of social distancing, um, then we're able to play seven 21 point sets as a part of a, of a practice or a tournament. And that's kind of how we're structuring a lot of this stuff. So, um, you know, we're, we're doing our research and we're, we're, um, uh, thinking through things just as if we were, you know, trying to come up with new drills in, uh, indoor, uh, we still, um, try to, you know, use our critical thinking skills and, and our understanding of motor learning and motor development um, to be able to, to build practices and drills and, and, and environments that are going to be conducive to learning. You uh, have, and I, I hopefully didn't, uh, didn't want to sound like sell your uh, playing days uh, short because you are an outstanding player now, all American here at Hope um, and an NCAA postgraduate scholarship recipient as well. You've had a very rich Hope experience. Talk about your, journey to hope how did you get you know how did you choose hope and what kind of impact that it's had uh, being here both as a student athlete and a as a coach well i never thank you for that um but uh and i was i was a much better indoor player than i was on the beach <laughs> but uh i i really i didn't go on another college visit i knew that i was going to hope since i was in about first grade i think um my parents are hope alums my grandparents are hope alum and uh, and this was the place that I always knew that I wanted to that that I wanted to be. Um, but when I came to Hope, I actually thought that I wanted to be a basketball player. Um, and uh, and that was you know basketball was my sport. Volleyball was what I did for fun. I really liked the volleyball team, um, but I didn't even really enjoy the game that much in high school. Um, then had the opportunity, uh, you know, came to Hope, and I actually got cut from the basketball team uh, my freshman year. And that was pretty devastating. That was like a, a real blow to my identity um, as, 
just a person. I knew I realized that I wrapped way too much of my identity up in who I was as a student athlete. Um, and you know, somebody ended up quitting the team, which opened up a spot that you know a few days later. So I did end up coming back um, and playing basketball my freshman year. Um, but uh, realized that you know there was something missing from that for me. And uh, and Ken, you know, like during the course of that freshman year, I got to know a lot of the the uh, the women on the volleyball team and. Uh, really like thought they were great. And so I said, Hey, I'm going to give, I'm going to give volleyball a shot. And I remember, you know, going through tryouts with coach Carla Walters and uh, ended up uh, making the JV team and was ecstatic about that, uh, you know, because I was just having so much fun and, and, you know, find like realized like, this is, this is the type of, of team experience that I was looking for um, within you know, like uh, a couple days or weeks later, uh, the uh, middle hitter for the varsity team ended up spraining an ankle and I got moved up uh, and somehow got on the court. I have no idea why. Like, certainly I wouldn't have put me on the court in that situation. Um, but uh, I got on the court and I did I did pretty well. And uh, then, you know, kind of the rest is history and 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 you know, made the most out of my experience. But uh, the word that you used to describe um, uh, the experience, my experience a little bit was rich. And it absolutely was. Um, because not only did I, was I able to, to, to play volleyball, um, I was able to coach uh, at the time because the seasons were switched. And so I'd move up right out of the fall playing and coach in the winter and then coach club in the spring. Um, I was able to have a radio show at Hope. I was able <laughs> on Sunday mornings, uh, Front Porch Folk, it was called. It was a, a folk music radio show. Um, and then uh, I was able to do a semester in Chicago. Um, I was able to do a couple like little short-term study abroad experiences. Um, I, you know, I look back on my Hope experience and, and I think Rich is the best way to be able to describe it. Um, uh, because of all the different things, even beyond athletics, that I was able to get myself involved in. When did becoming a college volleyball coach, when did you make that idea like, okay, this is what I want, this is my calling, what I want to do? Yeah, I remember it was uh, a conversation with uh, Steve Smith, um, our old soccer coach, who was one of my uh, PE, uh, you know, kinesiology, physical education department uh, professors. Uh, I was, uh, you know, kind of talking to him a little bit about it. I had just been to my first AVCA convention where I realized that people are actually coaching as a, as a, as a job. Like I had no idea that this was actually a job. Even like my, my, uh, uh, coaches at Hope were faculty members, right? You know, and I still kind of, you know, thought that that's, that's how it was everywhere. And then realized quickly that, that, you know, the hope model is, was a rather unique one. Um, but, uh, uh, I still didn't think that that was going to be something that was going to be in my future. You know, I thought I was going to become a, uh, a high school PE teacher and maybe a high school volleyball coach. And then maybe, you know, college would open up some doors. And, and I still remember coach Smith, uh, saying, Hey, if, uh, you know, if, if you've got this dream, 
like do it now while you're still poor <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you can, you, you, you don't start earning, earning some money and then you're, you're not going to want to say no to that anymore. You know, like, so while you're still, uh, you know, humble and hungry, uh, uh, go all in on your dream. And that was great advice. So. And then I know that dream took you out to California and then back at, at Redlands. And uh, what did you learn from that experience then it helped you when the opportunity to coach at Hope uh, came and, um, and obviously you'd been here and, and, and having a lot of fun with uh, this volleyball program and led it to great heights as well. Well, you know, I think that uh, some of the things that I learned is, uh, you know, when I was, when I was at Miami university in Ohio, uh, uh, doing my grad work and, and working as an assistant coach there, you know, you kind of, you always think, you know, like, okay, well, if I was the head coach, this is what I would do. Um, and, uh, and, you think that you maybe you're ready to be the head coach in that situation, but you like you're not. Like you're and you're never ready to be the head coach until you just put yourself in that situation and you are are forced to have to make some of those decisions and and um, you know you're in, in in a little bit more control of of things and um, and so I think just like being at a place um, where uh, they gave me a lot of grace to be able to make some mistakes um, and uh, and find ways to be able to, to, to get through it. I think that they knew my, my heart and, um, and what we were trying to do. And we certainly did some really good things at Redlands. And so, um, uh, but there was, uh, there was definitely a lot of growth that happened in the process of that. And, uh, and the other kind of great thing about Redlands was that the, um, the, the coaching staff there at the time was, I wouldn't say young, but they were like, they were kind of like a lot of them were probably, you know, maybe six to 10 years into coaching um, and into head coaching. And what that really allowed was that they were young enough to remember what it was first like as a, what, what, what head coaching was first like. Um, and, uh, but seasoned enough to know the, understand the mistakes that they had made. And I was really grateful, um, to, to work in that, uh, uh, in that, you know, group of coaches because they had a lot of great advice and, um, and, uh, a lot of, of, of wonderful experiences to share. And it was a, it was a really tight, cohesive group, um, that a lot of people I still call friends. And you alluded earlier to you talk about with your grandparents and your parents coming home volleyball. As long as I've been covering you in Hope Volleyball since back uh, uh, in, in my newspaper days, and now as sports information directors, it's uh, that your family is a big part of Hope Volleyball. And now it's it's fun to see. Obviously, we hear your your husband uh, as the PA announcer, and then seeing your son as well. Just talk about the family part for you and having your family be involved in this and hope volleyball and supporting you like they do. Well, I, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, will be forever grateful, um, for the support that my family's been able to provide, um, uh, me and, and whatever I've, I've, I've pursued. Um, they, uh, uh, you know, it, you know, beyond even just like being at games and, and making it possible. I mean, like, 
uh, you know, the amount of childcare that my parents provide so that I can be at practice. And when I'm at practice, I can be focused on practice um, uh, or doing other, you know, kinds of things. I'm just, I'm really, really thankful for. Um, and that like, I know that that Cooper is in really great hands when they are, when he's with them. Um, uh, you know, that Dave, uh, my husband loves uh, being a part of our program too. And DJ Dave, as he's commonly known <laughs> as uh, to our student athletes, um, you know, that he wants to be able to give and be a part of, of that too. And, you know, it just makes it, makes it feel, um, you know, I guess it's not that he's just like kind of paying lip service to being supportive, but he's actually like in it with with us, and and that makes uh, that makes it a huge difference. Well, thank you, Becky, for joining us on the uh, Orange and Blue uh, podcast for Hope Athletics. Uh, good luck this fall, and uh, we look forward to seeing you as soon as possible on the court and uh, and playing uh, playing games again. It's been great to spend some time and uh, sharing your story. Right. Well, thank you so much, Alan. Appreciate it.